Did you ever have a trial that ended up being a blessing? I graduated from high school in 1969. There were no cell phones, no internet, no Snapchat or Gmail or Facebook. There was basically two ways to communicate with someone. You could call on a landline or write a letter. I was 11 years old when I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. My dad was a master teacher, and as I watched him teach, I knew that is what I wanted to do. I also began teaching primary at, at age 12 in Santiago, Chile. I remember the elders would come in and listen to me teach my class, and they would tell me that I was a great teacher. I knew at that time I was not even a good teacher, but it gave me hope that someday I would become an awesome grade school teacher. I spent my last two years in high school at Logan High in Logan, Utah. Something that was made very clear to me during those last two years of high school was that my parents would not be able to afford to send me to college. If I was going to go, I would have to get some kind of a scholarship. I studied hard in high school so that my grades would be good enough to receive a scholarship and my dreams would come true. I also worked almost full-time my senior year and through the summers, both my junior and senior year, so that I could save enough money to buy new clothes when I did get to college. I sent in a vocal tape to two colleges, and I was offered a scholarship to both. One was to Ricks College, college now BYU-Idaho, and one was to Brigham Young University. I accepted the scholarship to Brigham Young. It would pay for tuition and books. I was thrilled. My parents helped me move to Provo and got me into Wymount Terrace, which was student housing. I would have five roommates, and I would live close enough to walk everywhere. Then they left for Bolivia, South America. There would be no way to reach them if anything went wrong. But I was all set, ready to begin my college adventure. In those days, since there was no internet, you could not register online. You had to go to the field house and wait in line to receive your schedule for classes. I remember that day vividly. I waited in line for almost two hours. When I finally got to the girl sitting at the registration table, I told her my name, Susan Harding. She began looking through a stack of papers. She looked once, and then she went through the stack again. She looked up at me and said, your schedule is not here. You will need to go to the administration office to find out why. I was confused and I felt a sense of panic creeping over me. I knew I had my scholarship certificate with me. What could have gone wrong? I left and walked to the administration building. I asked who I should talk to and I was directed to a tall, bald man behind a desk. I do not remember his name, but I certainly remember his message to me. We never received your $10 admission fee, he said, without emotion. But I'm sure we sent it, and you sent me my scholarship certificate. Why would you send me a scholarship certificate if I wasn't admitted to the school? Now I was truly beginning to panic. Well, we never received your $10 admission fee, so you're not admitted to BYU. You are not a student here. I can give you three options. Number one, you can try to get into Dixie College in St. George. They still have openings. Number two, you can work this semester and then start next semester. Number three, you can register for all night classes here at BYU. Unfortunately, you will not be able to use your scholarship for night classes, and you will not be able to live in the BYU dorms. I remember feeling dizzy, overwhelmed, scared, but mostly devastated. My dreams were going out the window. What could I do? I could not talk to my parents. They were already in Bolivia. 
I did not dare bother my grandparents with this problem. I would have to solve this personal crisis on my own. I told this good brother that I would get back to him and I walked back to my dorm. I was 18 years old. I was alone. At least I felt alone. But was I? I got down on my knees and poured out my heart to Heavenly Father. I asked him to help me figure out what to do. I cried and then prayed again. Then I weighed the three options and made a decision. I would use all of my savings to enroll in night classes, and I would beg them to let me stay in the dorms. For my first semester at BYU as a freshman, I took 16 hours of night classes. My five roommates would go to class from around 9 to 4. I would be home all day alone, and then I would leave for my classes at 6 p.m. and get home at 8 or 9 o'clock at night. I believe that some students would not have done well with that schedule, and I did struggle somewhat with it. But I learned to study during the day. I learned that I had to use my time wisely. I never skipped a night class. On Monday nights, there were no classes, so I did get to go to family home evening. I used all of the money I had earned and saved for school for tuition. When there was a mail strike in Bolivia and I could not receive mail from my parents, I went for two months without any financial support from them. We had to buy our own food in student housing, and so for the first time in my life, I had absolutely no money and experienced what it felt like to truly be hungry. It was definitely another trial for me. Looking back now, I wish I had gotten a daytime job. For some reason, I didn't. It was during this first semester at BYU, however, that I met a handsome return missionary named Joe Shumway. He drove me around in his mercury, fed me, and became my best friend. I never skipped a night class. I studied every day. I got good grades. I even sent in my $10 admission fee and received my scholarship the next semester. Later that semester, I was invited into Ernie Wilkinson's office, the president of BYU, where he gave me a personal apology for the way I had been treated. There certainly could have been a little more compassion shown. Looking back, I do believe that every trial can build character and strength in a person. Trials are hard, but there can also be great blessings given. Probably the most important part of this story is that during this very hard time in my life, I met Grandpa Joe, who supported and helped me, trial or blessing. In the end, I vote blessing.